What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Fan Junkies Radio invites you to sit back, relax, turn the TV volume down, and turn your computer volume up for another edition of Frat House Saturday. Now, here's Frat House Mike himself, Mike McShane. Good Saturday afternoon to you all, and thank you again for joining me here on another Frat House Saturday right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. This is our 25th. Saturday, Frat House Saturday coming to you. Hard to believe. It seems like uh, we just started this, but that was way back, believe it or not, in, uh, well, I guess it was the first Saturday in January, and here we are 25 weeks later. We're at the end of June, kind of in that lull period right now in sports, but that's what we do. We come here to you on a Saturday afternoon, a relaxing Saturday afternoon, just to kind of chit-chat with you about anything on your mind in the world of sports, and you know, as I just pointed out, we're kind of in that in between kind of lull period, NBA Finals finished up last Thursday evening. And then the NHL Finals ended up on Monday of this past week. And so what do we got? Well, we've got baseball until, I guess, basically the training camps for the NFL kick up in, I guess, about 25 days or so. And that's what we've got. We've got baseball. So if your team is, well, in the basement, or mid-pack, or fighting for a wild card, or not in the talk for a wild card, whatever. I mean, my, that's about where my team is, the Philadelphia Phils. We're really in that lull period. But nonetheless, we can chat about it. Whatever's on your mind, 347-237-5373. Feel free to give me a holler here. We can talk about whatever's on your mind. Maybe you want to talk about the NBA draft from the other night. Perhaps you're a big Chicago fan and you want to gloat about those Blackhawks winning the Stanley Cup, which, hey, they did a fantastic job. That was an exciting, exciting series. I love the fact, as I pointed out, that we had two teams of the original NHL playing against each other with Chicago and Boston. Kudos out to Boston. Nice, nice, nice job. But you just came up just a tad bit short when you really needed to. Chicago took that cup, as I said, on Monday night in six games. Who's the bigger hero in that game for Chicago. Was it Brian Bickle or was it Dave Bolin? Who's the bigger hero? Seems to me it would have to have been Bickle who got the tying goal with just about, what, uh, a minute and 12 seconds remaining, a minute and something left in the third period of that sixth game. Tied the game up at 2-2, and then just 17 seconds later, Dave Bolin got the got the finals winner. That took them to the Stanley Cup final, uh, Stanley Cup uh, championship, their third or their second in three years, rather. So yeah, maybe you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan and you want to call up and gloat about that one. Feel free to do so. Like I said, if you want to talk about that NBA draft from the other evening, if you want to talk about where your team is in the standings in Major League Baseball, please, I can talk about that as well. I'm kind of talked out on the Aaron Hernandez thing a little bit. I'm not quite sure where to go with that one anymore. Just seems to go go from bad to worse. But if you've got a sentiment on that and you want to weigh in, well, the number is 347 
As we started out uh, on all of our – actually, though, I, I, I do want to bring this up because I woke up this morning and I was still chuckling and kind of laughing about last night's rare uh, Friday night fan junkies radio program. Uh, it, it, what, a, what a funny one. It, 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 and I, as I said, it was a rare Friday evening uh, program because normally Jonathan and I are on at 12 noon. Uh, but we were on last night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, hoping that we were going to have uh, Jason Strudwick, for, uh, former NHLer, join us. Unfortunately, there was a snafu of some nature, and he couldn't get on with us. But, well, Jonathan and I were able to roll with it nonetheless. And, what, boy, what a funny, funny, lively, lively program that was. If you've not heard our regular Fan Junkies radio programs, the ones that air with Jonathan and I on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, i got to tell you, last night's was the one to do it. And you can still do that. Just go back. If you go back into the archive, you can find that show in – and give it a listen. It really is quite amusing. And we held it all together despite the fact, as I said, we were expecting a guest on with us. But um, So I woke up this morning uh, still kind of laughing and chuckling about some of the things that he and I dealt with uh, last evening. Go give it a listen. As uh, we usually do, though, uh, when we start out uh, our Fan Junkies programs and uh, our Frat House Saturday, let me take you back to a uh, moment in sports, our Today in Sports Remembrance here goes back not that long ago, actually, back to 1998, and it was on this date, and gosh knows, we've been through too many of these recently, but it was on this date that the NBA announced that a lockout would be imposed at midnight uh, as as negotiations on a new collective bargaining agreement at that particular time had uh, come to a a stalemate. So uh, I'm sure many of us remember those. Of course, uh, the unfortunate part about lockouts and labor disputes in all of our sports, is that it it seems there have been so many recently, they all sort of kind of blend together anymore, don't they? It's hard to keep them all separated. There have been so many, uh, particularly recently uh, in the last 10 years or 15 years. But anyhow, 1998, NBA began a lockout uh, in in an effort to get a new CBA. And that's our Today in Sports uh, well, as I said, we're kind of in that lull period. But we do have some baseball games going on. Only one right now uh, that will be kicking off in just a couple of moments. One ten game, uh, the Washington Nationals are up at City Field to play the New York Mets. All right. And so there's our that's our early, early game that's uh, taking place. My goodness. Did anybody take notice of what Max Scherzer did last evening for the Toronto – for Toronto – for the Detroit Tigers? This guy – is now 12-0 and as a starting pitcher. First time in 27 years that a pitcher has gone 12-0. and The last one to do it was Roger Clemens, opened at 14-0 in 1986. Holy smokes. It, the thing, I, you know, I was bringing it up. I mentioned it over on uh, Jim Williams' uh, Touch Em All program the other night, uh, over on CLW83.com. I mentioned it on his program the other night when we got talking about Scherzer. This guy has done this rather quietly, if you ask me. I mean, certainly not quietly, I suppose, if you live in the Detroit region. But outside of that area, you know, and, and, and look, we look at the standings and we know that Detroit's been pretty much leading that central division now for quite a few weeks. Uh, but who's really talking about the Detroit Tigers outside of Detroit? And Max Scherzer going 12-0. and Wow, it just seems to me this guy has done this. Very, very quietly under the radar is uh, is Max Max Scherzer at this point. So, uh, if you want to chat about that one, feel free. Uh, 
Let's see what else is happening. Uh, we do have a uh, we have a rare um, Sprint Cup Series NASCAR race uh, coming up this evening down at the Kentucky Speedway. This is the 17th race of the NASCAR season, uh, and uh, you can catch that. Uh, you can catch coverage of that at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT. Uh, that should be a good race. Uh, Dale Jr. got the pole on that one. So for all you uh, Junior Nation uh, fans out there, uh, I'm sure you'll be happy about that one. Perhaps that uh, gets him a, a victory. He does not have one yet this season. You can bet that right here at the Frat House, we will be checking that out this evening. We were chatting a little bit last night. It was funny. I guess we were watching something over on ESPN. And uh, I, I just throw this out there for kind of comment if you want to weigh in on it. If you want to give me a holler, let me know what you think about this one. It was kind of uh, amusing. You know, I'm talking about this fact we're in this lull period where the only kind of sport that we've really got is uh, baseball. And we're watching ESPN last night, and there was a, I guess, a promotion that came on indicating that uh, you could catch coverage of the X Games coming up. And I, I sat back for a moment, and I said, wow, the X Games. You know, I remember when they first started back in uh, the mid-'90s, I actually used to sit and watch those things. Uh, and I'm just curious whether the X Games still have the kind of, oh, I don't know, uh, attraction that they used to. I think when they first started, there was a bit of a novelty to them that attracted the audience. I'm not quite sure the audience is there with this any longer. Uh, and I was mentioning now how I, I really, you know, I, I got, I must be honest. I probably have been on a skateboard maybe once in my entire life. Uh, and that was when I was, you know, probably uh, a preteen or a teenager. Uh, and once was enough for me. I, you know, I never got back on a skateboard again. Uh, but I used to love, back in the mid-90s when, when, when the X Games would come on, uh, I would love to watch uh, the skateboarding. Uh, to me, it was just really, really amazing what these guys can do. You know, and I was mentioning how I used to love to watch that where they fly down the, the, the half pipe. Uh, and go back and forth. That, but I, I got to be honest, I haven't sat and watched the X Games probably in quite a few years. But why was I watching back then? Well, it was for want of something else, folks. Make no mistake. The the planners of the X Games do a great job in picking the time, particularly particularly the summer ones. It, you know, to run them right now at this particular time when there is virtually a dearth of sports with the exception of, as I said, baseball. And if your team's not in it, you're probably not giving a darn about baseball too much. This is a great time to put it in there. And that's why I used to actually sit and watch the X Games is because there was nothing else to watch. And to watch these guys do the crazy kind of stunts that they did, um, you know, on a skateboard or on a BMX bike or whatever, uh, was just really, really uh, a lot of fun and exciting and amazing. And I'm wondering... And I throw it out there for 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 question uh, and for your comment. Is anybody still watching the X Games any longer? Because it seems to me that they're not quite getting the I don't know uh, hoopla, the uh, the promotion perhaps that they used to. And uh, it, that is not in any way to demean those folks that are participating in the X Games. You know, uh, I'm sure that they worked very hard to get there, and you know they've got a, they've got numerous skills and. Things that they're displaying, which I think is terrific, but uh, I just don't know if the audience is quite there any longer. So if you've got a thought on the X Games, 347-237-5373, give me a holler. Let me know. 
I'd be curious to, to hear, you know, what you enjoy about it, what you're watching, or maybe what you don't like about them and what you don't care about them. I mean, you know, let me know. The X Games, throw it out there for your thoughts. We're coming to you here on a Frat House Saturday to bring you the audio rebroadcast of this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House, our 95th straight week. This is Frat, uh, Five Minutes at the Frat House number 95. Uh, I say it every week. I'll say it again. You want to go take a look at it. Go over to YouTube. Type in Five Minutes at the Frat House. You'll find all of our video productions over there. Easier yet, go to our website, frathouseports.net, and you'll find you'll find all of our videos on there going back to last July. If you want one prior to that, you'd have to go directly to YouTube, uh, because we've been going for almost two years now uh, with Five Minutes at the Frat House. And th- this one in particular, there are quite a few funny, funny mo- moments in it between Sidekick and I that... You really would want to kind of give a glimpse to, tune in to, watch the video itself. The show, as I pointed out, plays very, very well on the radio. Because, well, let's get it straight. Five Minutes at the Frat House really is nothing more than talk radio put to video. Uh, But in the video itself, there are certainly uh, times, and this week is a perfect example of that, there are times when there are things that occur between Sidekick and I. Uh, that you don't get the benefit of seeing when you're simply listening to it. So I encourage you to go over and go to YouTube, type in Five Minutes at the Frat House, and uh, give a look to it. Or go to our, uh, go to our uh, website, fratthouseforts.net. And so let me bring to you right now this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House number 95. Alrighty, well, there you go. You uh, found us right here at uh, the Frat House on the last week of June and our 95th straight week of Five Minutes at the Frat House, brought to you by Frat House Sports with Frat House Mike and Sidekick. How you doing this evening? Huh? You good? Good. 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 Good, good. It's hard to believe we're only, what, a week away from the 4th of July holiday. Absolutely. Um, Grilling but, time. Of course, before we get to that... You and I, uh, we're heading to a place that uh, we've had on our, our our hit list now for a while this coming weekend. Uh, this Sunday, uh, yep. we're heading up to Cooperstown to the Baseball Hall of Fame. That should be a, that should be a yep. lot of fun. I can't. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, if you happen to be in the area, make sure you stop by the hall and uh, hey, give us a holler. We'll bring a couple of stickers along and pass them out. Maybe even sign them. I'll be adorned in my Mark McGuire outfit. There, It'll be the only time he gets into the Hall of Fame, huh? <laughs> In that case, I might have to wear my Pete Rose, huh? There you we, go. I do that as a, uh, yeah, I'll have to wear my Pete Rose as a, as a uh, kind of a protest. Uh, also, we're joined here again this evening by our Frat House Sports mascot, uh, who still does not have a name. Uh, we've had a few suggestions, but uh, we want more. We want more. Uh, so if you've got a good, appropriate name for our mascot here, all you have to do is go over to our Frat House Sports Facebook page and post your suggestion or send us an IM. Um, but, and uh, Danica is not allowed. Uh, right, that's right. That, that is one, that, one on the list. Name. In fact, I'll have to release the list of do's and don'ts. Danica is a no. Okay. Uh, 
But let's get into all the pressing news, uh, sports yep. news uh, this evening. And as promised last week, we have uh, two new, well, they're not exactly new, but two current uh, sports champions to congratulate. Uh, and one of them, Sidekick, is over in the NBA. As we were looking at Game 7 last week at this time, and how did that turn out? It was spectacular. And congratulations go to the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> I wish. No, unfortunately. I give you our champion! Uh, it was unfortunately. Uh, it was the Miami hate. The one the, the, the white, the hate, the hate. LeBron haters. Uh, Miami Heat won the uh, NBA championship uh, in Game 7 last week. Uh, and what a fantastic series that was. It really was. I, I you know, I thought Miami was going to come in there and just kind of steamroll through the Spurs and, yep. and yep. dispatch them. And I have to say, I think that's one of the better series that we've they, seen in finals we've seen in a long time. Quite a few years. So... Congratulations to LeBron and the Miami Heat. Yep, Heat won that game uh, seven. Uh, final score was 95-88. Heat had a two-point lead at the half and a mere one-point lead in the third quarter. It was coming down to a nail-biter, folks. And it came I, down I to the fourth. I thought it was going to go to overtime. It, again it came down to the second. fourth quarter oh, wow. again. LeBron James, 37 points. I got to tell you, the thing that disappointed me: Spurs, Manu, uh, Ginobili, uh, three critical turnovers in oh, the last six minutes. Yeah including one in the last uh, 23 seconds of the game. Uh, and then a and that kind of three pointer. The deal with that. Yeah, a three-pointer that he missed with 18 seconds remaining. But as you said, congratulations to the Miami Heat. <coughs> now, we have a new champion over in the NHL as well, as the Chicago Blackhawks won their Stanley Cup, uh, their second Stanley Cup in the past three years. Fraud. <coughs> and unlike... Uh, it's not what I was thinking. I thought it would go to seven games. They only needed six. Uh, I had every reason to think Uh, that it was going to... All they needed was 17 seconds. Thank you. Uh, Thank (laughs) you very much. You're absolutely right. Um, I had every reason to think that it was going to game seven because, as Sidekick just pointed out, how did you know that, by the way? We'll get into that. Uh, The Boston Bruins had a 2-1 lead with just a minute 16 remaining in the third. A 2-1 lead. They're winning the game, folks. I thought for sure Boston had the game secured, uh, but then uh, the Blackhawks' Brian Bickle tied the game 2-2 at the 18:44 mark of the third period. And all at once, I'm sitting there going, we've got our fourth overtime. Uh-uh. Nope. Didn't go that way either. Uh, 17 seconds later, Dave Bolin scored the go-ahead goal with just 59 seconds remaining in the third period. And that firmly placed a dagger in the heart of the Bruins. Uh, the game is no better illustrated than uh, the shots on goal as the Bruins outshot the Blackhawks in both the first and second period. But in the third period, that's when the Blackhawks really turned it on. Turned the tables on them, outshot the Bruins 16-7. to uh, And that is how the Stanley Cup Finals concluded. Really a very good Finals for the five minutes I know that you watched of it because you were ratted out by my partner over on Fan Junkies Radio yesterday. I didn't even Well, only it. because I ratted myself you out. You ratted yourself out. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, he... I mean, not that I, you know, just to clarify, though, I did it wasn't. I did not sit down and watch the game. You were flipping. Little, no. I was actually doing the dishes. And little did I know, <laughs> after, date, after having dated my girlfriend for 12 years, she's a Blackhawks fan. Now, she says she's not a Blackhawks fan, 
but she likes to watch the Blackhawks. Are you Hawks. telling me that you denied her all these weeks of watching the Blackhawks because of your petty little peeve that you had with the NHL? No, I don't control the TV in that house. No, Holy I nightmare. I don't, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't have time to watch TV all the training I'm doing. That's true. But I'm sitting there and, you know, doing the dishes. I turn around and I go, you're watching hockey all of a sudden? And she's, oh, yeah. I'm a closet Blackhawks fan. Yep. And also, she likes Mike Emmerich. Okay. Listen, and congratulations. So anyway, I know. Chicago Blackhawks. Mike Emmerich? She likes Doc. Okay. All right. She likes there's when he announces. I don't know. There's our NHL news. Here's the good news. When the NHL kicks up again, I have a partner again. Yeah. There's the good news. And actually, actually, next week we can talk about hockey all you want. There you go. Season's over. We can talk about hockey now because season's over. And we got all the we got all the amnesties going on across the league. So we might just have to do a little bit of that as we go through the summer. Uh, let's go over and take a look at a little NFL news. Uh, and. I wish it were better news, actually. Uh, it's actually going to all kind of revolve around one situation, one player, one team. <coughs> Excuse me. We made a brief reference to this big story last week. But we really kind of need to acknowledge what happened yesterday now in light of everything. After a week of whirlwind speculation revolving around a murder investigation uh, that may have implicated, at that time may have implicated, New England Patriots, tight end Aaron Hernandez, Massachusetts police removed the NFL yesterday morning from his North Attleboro home in handcuffs. Two hours uh, after his arrest, the New England Patriots released him from the team. Uh, no one was really certain of what the charges uh, <coughs> excuse me, were until uh, the actual arraignment, which took place at just before 2.30 yesterday afternoon. Now, following a 45-minute proceeding where the prosecution presented a rather intricate timeline uh, that was secured through cell tower traffic and all kinds of neighborhood uh, surveillance cameras and tapings, Hernandez was charged with one count of murder and five counts of weapons violations and ultimately held without bail. Hernandez appeared stoic and calm as charges were itemized and described in the execution-style shooting of his alleged friend, uh, Odin Lloyd. Reports today are now that the Massachusetts authorities are investigating a possible connection, Hernandez connection, to a double murder in the Boston area that occurred last July. situation doesn't look good, sweetheart. No, it doesn't. Um, We've had even further news about that. As we've gone on the air, uh, this appears it's getting ready to be somewhat protracted and probably mm-hmm. go on for quite some time. Any thoughts on any of what we have had to deal with over the past week and particularly in the last 24 hours? Don't look good. Don't look good. Yeah. Good thing they picked up Tebow. <laughs> so. Also, but, hey, you know, there's always a silver lining. This is great news for the San Antonio Spurs because they're looking for a shooter. That's assuming he can get out on bail. <laughs> Heard Jerry Jones was on the phone already. Oh no! <laughs> it's uh, it, it, it truly it, it, it it's it's really standing. I I you know shouldn't poke as much fun at it yeah, as I do, but yeah. You know, and I think it's it, it's come at it's come at a 
kind of a bit of a surprise a little bit because I think a lot of us were not aware of exactly what Hernandez's background was and what have you, but the more we hear about some of it, you start to put things together. You go, well... Well, all, all you have to hear all is... All you knew was what you saw of him on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, as soon as you hear he graduated from the University of Miami... Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, you're, there, throwing, your, you're throwing everybody under the bus tonight. <laughs> drive a big bus. Anyhow, uh, I think you can expect that that situation is, as I pointed out, I think it's going to be going on for a little while. Hernandez has got yep. some tough days ahead of him uh, in court, um, which I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of it, unfortunately, on television. Which really leads into some interesting topics regarding the Patriots going into the season because, you know, real quick, just that, you know, you've got Gronk out, and now you've got yeah. Hernandez out. It's, now, well, they've, they're, they've got tight ends. You know, they got Jake Ballard, and they've got a couple other guys. But, you know, everybody was under, you know, everybody was under the premise that, hey, we're going into the season, it's going to be, you know, Gronk may miss a week or two. Right. And you got Alan, Her- you know, Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. Right. Now it's wide open. It's like, you know. Yeah, but I think, I think you know, like you said, though, I mean, in some respects, it, is, it might just be setting itself up well for Tim Tebow. Yeah. I mean, we'll so, see. Yeah. We'll see. But it, like I said, it, it'll you know it'll be interesting to follow the Patriots now through the preseason up to the beginning of the season. Agreed. All right. Well, let's uh, let's drive over and let's take a look at some motorsports, uh, which is what we normally start the show out with. Yep. And specifically, uh, let's go to last week's 16th NASCAR race of the season and our first road course out at Sonoma, where we saw raging. Average speed, a sidekick of 77 miles per hour. Yeah, 35 miles an hour around that one turn, I think, at times. Ten lead changes and seven cautions, which actually felt like a heck of a lot more to me. But looky here, who persevered? How about laps leader Martin Truex Jr., who uh, had only uh, his, who, who won only his second uh, Sprint Cup Series victory and his first of the season. That's only his second. Ever yep. of the Sprint Cup uh, series. The last one was, uh, what, 2007? 2007, I think, is what we were told. Yep. Others who came in the top five included Jeff Gordon in second, Carl Edwards in third for his sixth top five, Kurt Busch in fourth, and Clint Boyer in fifth. And Danica back where she belongs in 29th. Right in, right in, you're, do, you're right where you belong. Uh, interestingly enough, the leaderboard lineup did not have one single change, except in the point standings. Johnson's number one, Carl Edwards number two, just 25 points behind. Carl, uh, Clint Boyer number three, Kevin Harvick number four, and Matt Kenseth number five. Yep. Uh, at, the, at the top sidekick, it didn't appear that there were too many movers, uh, positively or negatively, but there are some, and some were somewhat surprising ones. Yep, and now that we're within, we're down in the single digits, for races remaining. Correct. Just to give you an update on wild cards now, um, your wild card spots are uh, 11th with Casey Kane and 15th with Tony Stewart. Right. Um, the biggest losers for the week were Brian Vickers, who dropped seven spots, mm-hmm. as well as Josh Wise, who dropped seven spots. Now, also, as I just mentioned, Tony Stewart was 15th. He dropped five spots. Right. He finished one spot ahead of Danica. Right. Uh, 28th this this week. So, um, biggest movers of the week, surprise, surprise, Martin Truex Jr. moved up three spots. Right. Jeff Gordon moved up three spots, and Kurt Busch moved up three spots. Right. 
Truex Jr. has moved up seven spots in the last two weeks. So he's become kind of our Tony Stewart from the past three weeks before, yep. all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I just pointed out, last week at this time, we were talking about Tony Stewart. And yep. we were talking about the fact he was above the wild card line and in the 10th spot. And as you just pointed out, he dropped five in the, into the 15th. Martin Truex now into that wild card, or now above the wild card line yep. himself and in the 10th spot. Your favorite words with regard to NASCAR, uh, sidekick, over the past two seasons that we've been talking about NASCAR right here on Five Minutes has been consistency. Obviously, there's plenty of racing left. We've got nine races remaining. The question I throw out to you real quick, uh, can both Stewart and Truex, can both their teams muster and maintain enough consistency for both of them to make the chase? I believe so. I think you'll see both. At, at this point right now, there's a good chance you'll see both in, both in, the, uh, in the chase. Okay. Um, and the reason I say that is if you, if you look down the top 25, mm-hmm. all right, you've got three guys in the top 10 right now who don't have any wins. Clint Boyer, uh, Jr., and Bra- uh, Brad Keselowski. Right. Okay. But now they're, they're uh, three, seven, and nine, respectively. Okay. Once you get out of the top 10, there's only three racers with wins. That is number 11, Casey Kane, mm-hmm. number 15, Tony Stewart, mm-hmm. and number 29, David Reagan. I don't think there's enough time for David Reagan to be able to overtake uh, Tony Stewart. Right. Now, all, now, mixed in and around Tony Stewart and Casey Kane, you have Menard, Gordon, Logano, Almirola, Kurt Busch, who's been coming on strong lately. Yep. Uh, Newman, Stenhouse, and uh, Burton. We've got nine races left. If any of those guys can get a win, that they they could bump Tony out. Yep. And especially if Tony, you know, if Tony doesn't recover. Now, having said that, though, Tony gets another win, or keeps string, you know, can string some top fives together, some top tens together. Same thing with Casey Kane. You know, that'll better their positions. But I think right now, unless one of these other guys around the wild card spots get a win, I think you're going to see both those guys in the chase. It sounds like we've got a, a, some compelling possibilities for the last nine races of the season mm-hmm. with some outsiders potentially getting wins and shaking things up at the bottom of that list. That's yeah, what I it think, sounds I like think, to me. I, yes. Um, unless something, somebody goes, you know, unless you have like Clint Boyer Jr. or Keselowski go on a bad run. Right. You know, um, you know, they could, they, they could fall out. Right. You know, something could happen, you know, string together some races, but I don't, Quint Boyer's far enough up in the points. I think he's probably pretty safe. Uh, we're going to Kentucky this week. Right. Uh, Brad Kleslowski, uh won here last year. So this is a good opportunity for him to get a win mm-hmm. and, and cement himself into that, into the chase, mm-hmm. um, which would leave Junior sitting in seventh. Um, and, you know, Junior can, you know, at any time can get a win. So, you know, um, so, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting next nine races. Agreed. Now, uh, we're heading back to Saturday night racing. Uh, yep. And as you just pointed out, down at Kentucky Speedway, coverage on TNT. At 7.30 p.m. Again, I point out, Saturday night, okay? Uh, we don't have much of a history uh, to use as a gauge or as a barometer with this particular race. 
Right. Well, um, well, and it's a okay. mile and a half. It's a mile and a half oval. And I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be curious. You know, you got fantasy suggestions for us. Yep. How you came upon those without that kind of history? Yeah. Run two Sprint Cup races right. at Kentucky, but Kentucky is a mile and a half track, and we can go by some of the other mile and a half tracks on the circuit already to kind of help us with statistically about how teams are running. And, at, you know, we can look at tracks like Vegas, Kansas, Charlotte, you know, any of these other cookie-cutter courses, uh, tracks. So, like we said, we're heading down to Kentucky, mile and a half down the Kentucky Speedway. So who do you want to look at for your roster this week? First up, we're going to go with Jimmy Johnson. I mean, come on. Did, duh, it's Jimmy freaking Johnson. I mean, hello, mile and a half track. You know, even for $28, even though he's the most expensive driver, mm-hmm. you almost have to put him on your roster, unless you're going to roll the dice and try to go with some other people to try and gain some spots on everybody that's going to be picking Jimmy Johnson this week. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., he's got momentum going. Yeah, one Sonoma. He's the only driver to sweep top tens on the mile-and-a-half tracks this season. Mm-hmm. He's going for 25-25. We're going to go... We're going to throw Casey Kane on the roster. Jen's going to love this. This is this is her team. Uh, Casey Kane, always the bridesmaid, never the bride this season. He's finished second this year at Vegas, Kansas, Charlotte. Oh, and by the way, he finished second last year here in Kentucky. That's true. 24-25. And then we got to fill out the rest of the roster. I'm going to throw Bill's favorite. The dinger in there. We're going to throw the dinger on there for 950, and then we're going to put the other winner I was just talking about, David Reagan, on there for nine dollars to round out the roster at 96 dollars. Okay. And it's getting kind of tight up here at the top. Ah, yeah. There's, you know, there's only four points separating what second to uh, second to sixth. You can't see it on there, but it's getting tight below the line too, where I am. Yeah, Real that's the noose yeah, yeah. tightening around your neck. Yeah, right. Because you got to get Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Already. Think about this one for a moment. Uh, there's just a week remaining uh, to get your votes in, fan votes in, for your MLB All-Star choices. Yep. Team Yachty. if uh, you want to do that, well, you can check that out by simply going over to MLB.com. Uh, but what that signals is it means that we're getting closer and closer to the mid-season mark of the year. Uh, so let's take a look at the standings uh, this week, uh, where we did see a couple of uh, changes in the leagues. Over in the American League, the Boston Red Sox uh, are now three and a half games ahead of the New York Yankees. Baltimore's dropped back a bit now again. Um, in the Central, the Detroit Tigers, two and a half games in front of the Cleveland Indians. And in the West, the Texas Rangers now are tied with the Oakland A's as the Rangers have gone on a 7-3 and three run in their last 10. In the National League, it's still the Atlanta Braves, five games in front of the Washington Nationals in the East. Your guys let the Pittsburgh Pirates sneak up there and tie you? Seriously? Hey. In the Central. Hey, the Pirates are eight and two. There are, and the Redbirds have gone on a bit of a cool where four did, and six. Where did Pittsburgh come from this year? Quietly, they have done that, haven't they? 
So. And in the West, the Arizona Diamondbacks are three games in front of the Colorado Rockies, and there's our standings as and they are right now. What's going on in the West? <coughs> Does anybody want to win some games out there? No, no, not in the end. Arizona is four and six over their last ten. Yeah. Colorado's three and seven over their last ten. San Diego's four and six over their last ten. San Francisco's three and seven over their last ten. And in last place, you have the Dodgers, who are six and four. Yeah, we've talked about it all season long over on Fed like, Radio, and it's it's the land of mediocrity right there. Yeah, nobody knows what's happening out there. All right. It's time again for Frat House Mike's Screwball Story. All right. Yep, yep, yep. It's time again for our early dog days of summer screwy stories in baseball. Uh, you know, we frequently hear, and I know you do, because you're on that, you know, that, that regiment of training and health and what have you. Yep. We hear about the healthy diets of so many athletes and some of their pregame disciplines when it comes to workouts and meals. Well, we got to hear about Miami Marlins rookie outfielder Marcel Azona, uh, who had a really impressive game uh, the other day, going two for four with a stolen baseball driving in the go-ahead uh, run and throwing out a runner on base. Following the game, a reporter from the Miami Herald followed, it, uh, followed up with Azonia on a rumor that he had heard indicating that the rookie outfielder had an addiction to the In-N-Out burger chain and had consumed five monster gourmet hamburgers just prior to the game. Azona contended afterward that he didn't eat four or five hamburgers, from the popular West Coast chain. As Let's go uh, have a ham sandwich. Yeah, that's what, maybe that's what he should have had. And teammates claim, but he did acknowledge he had three, along with three chocolate chip cookies, a glass of apple juice, no fries, no shake. I guess we've got to give him kudos for that. Yep. Just three, Azona said of his burger consumption. My teammates said five. Today I ate three. Tomorrow I eat four. The next day I eat five. And then we leave for Miami. There you go. Well, he's got a plan anyhow, huh? At least it's not pastries. Uh, exactly. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Uh, but when I, also, the other thing I was thinking of is I guess that this is the most important thing to be reporting on from Miami these days, or reporting in Miami, I guess. <coughs> Texas Rangers pitcher Derek Holland had a, a team day off the other day and decided to take in a Counting Crows concert in Red Bank, New Jersey, and then he uh, managed to get himself kicked out. Holland, who is a well-known Twitter user with his fan base, documented his trip to the uh, concert. The first tweet read, uh, off to enjoy a sweet concert of the Counting Crows. Should be a good time. Later, tweets included, uh, did you know that you can get kicked out of a concert for one, standing up and enjoying the concert, and two, Taking too many pictures. Thanks, New Jersey. Followed by... My goodness, what a fresh you're making. Oh, great. Followed by... Please remember to never have fun in New Jersey because it's not acceptable in their eyes. Stay classy, New Jersey. I guess that's, you know, not acceptable in this... You seem upset. Uh, and uh, finally, note to self, if there is ever a concert in Newark, New Jersey, don't ever go because it's frowned upon to have fun at the concert. Ha, thanks, New Jersey. You know, I don't know what all his complaining is. 
as you can clearly see from this picture, he was standing too much and blocking the view of the folks behind him. You can see it right there. Look, he's being obnoxious. To which I also heard a news story. <laughs> as he was being escorted out, he was escorted out to Eagles chants. No. Because, you know, Eagles yeah, fans know, don't know appropriately when to chant for their team. I, yeah. We've had first-hand experience with that. All right. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies have been a sub-500 to 500 team all season long, much to the angst and disappointment of the Phillies' loyal fan base. And it's happened so infrequently that the Phillies have had a lead going into the ninth inning that it's rare that we've uh, ever been able to get our high-priced closer, Jonathan Papelbaum, <coughs> excuse me, even into the game. In the last week and a half, however, Papelbaum... Um, have been able to make it to the mound uh, quite a few times. Uh, the other night, he came in with a 3-0 lead, blew the save, and then proceeded to watch his team lose in extra innings. Worst part was that was Papelbon's third blown save in his last four attempts. When asked about this by reporters following the game, his response was, shit happens. <laughs> what it is is what it is. <laughs> she had said that. Wow. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia fans, we thought we had parted ways with Ilya Bruzgalov. Word to you, Pap. Uh, Phillies fans do not take kindly to responses like that, particularly uh, one collecting the kind of paycheck that you are. If you don't change, change your tune and start delivering when it counts, you'll be using that phrase again when you find out you've been dealt back to the Boston Red Sox during the Phillies' upcoming yard sale. Won't you drop by my office okay. You've made the observation last week, I believe, over on our Frat House Sports Facebook page that it seems there have been, a, uh, there have been more extra inning games this season than in recent memory. In fact, you had some stats up about that, if I'm not mistaken. Well, since heading north to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays in the offseason, knuckleballer R.A. Dickey has not been able to imitate the kind of performance he had during last year's season with the New York Mets. The other night, though, Fans no sooner got settled in their seats with their first beer and dog, and the game was over, as R.A. Dickey made short work in a shutout of the Tampa Bay Rays. The game took just two hours and ten minutes <coughs> in a 93-pitch complete game, the second shortest registered this season. Wow. That is pretty, pretty quick. And, I mean, when you consider all of the, as you pointed out, extra inning games we've had. You sit down, two-hour game? In some respects, that might be kind of nice. All right. Shorter than Iron Man 3? Yes, it would, that's, that's correct. All right, before we close up the house for uh, this week, let's take a look at our Frat House Sports Facebook post of the week, which was a photograph of one of our uh, Frat House Sports stickers right there. Uh, as displayed down in Tennessee by our friend Robin. Thank you very much. We appreciate you taking that pic. Uh, and what we want to do is we want to get pictures of our secrets appearing in every state in the country. And uh, you can get one of these completely free. I'll send one over to you. I've sent out quite a few in the past couple of days. And just by dropping us a note on our Frat House Sports Facebook page, get over there, give us a like, and then post us a note or IM us. Let us know where to send it, and I'll get one out to you right away. And we want to get these out all over the country. I think it would be really cool. We had one from yep. every single state. 
Alrighty, look at there. Uh, let's uh, get into uh, our honorable mentions, huh? Uh, honorable mentions. Let's go over to uh, FanJunkies.net. Make sure that you get out there. Give them a like for sports meets social networking. And remember, because that's what women want. Is Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. FanJunkies Radio. That's what we want. That's the other thing. Don't forget to be following Jonathan and I Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on Fan Junkies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. And then I've got my friends up in Boston, um, Sports Blogger Radio, over on Fan Junkies Radio as well. And then myself, obviously, on Frat House Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Check that out. That's the rebroadcast of this whole production. Yep. Many, many thanks, as always, to uh, Jim Williams and to Carl down at CLW83.com. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance. I was, Jim said, hey, come on to uh, Touch Them All. And I was on Touch Them All this week. Had a good time on that one again. So frequently... Did you live up to the standard, I said? Uh, the standard was? Plenty of jokes. Well, I tried, you know. Did you get some good zingers in I, on I them? I tried. I think they got more in on me, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm actually the one they love the poke. Uh-huh. <laughs> I goofed. They, they love the poke. But CLW83.com, get over there, check them out. They rebroadcast all the Fan Junkies radio productions, um, as well as uh, their own original... Uh, podcast as well, like Touch Them All, which is a great program. Uh, and then last but not least, FratHouseSports.net. All right, keep following that, all of our videos over there, and I, I'm, I'm promising i got to get some new content up there, and that's going to happen real, real soon. All right? All right, next week we're going to be coming back here on Wednesday night, Wednesday night next week, so it'll, we, we might actually show up a day early next week, as next Thursday at this time is actually the 4th of July. So we'll probably be coming to you a little bit early next week. And we'll be bringing you our Independence Day uh, production. All right? And the Tour de France starts. Maybe we'll talk about the Tour de France. Well, you've got to give us an update on that one. Make sure you get... Maybe the, we'll talk you a get, little Let little me know where you think that one in there. I'll make right. sure I'll shoot... Make sure I, uh, you know, get prepared. Make sure I shoot up before the... I was going to say, I mean, they're, they're all coming out. Even ones before Lance Armstrong now the other day were coming out. Clean it up, folks. All right. Uh, we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, in the meantime, you know what you got to do. You got to keep us real, you got to keep us live, and you got to keep us going. We'll see you next week for Independence Day. See you then. That's our 95th edition of Five Minutes at the Frat House. And again, you can go over and check out the video of that 
Go to YouTube, type in Five Minutes at the Frat House. You'll find all of our productions or head over to our website, frathousesports.net. I can hang around here with you uh, if you care to jump in and express your opinion about anything going on in the world of sports. Stick around with you here for a couple of moments. 347-237-5373. Get you caught up to date right now real quick on uh, what's happening in Major League Baseball. As I mentioned at the top of the show, just one game currently ongoing, and that's the game going on up at City Field. Washington Nationals are visiting the uh, Mets there. Game right now at the end of the second inning, and uh, there is no score. Four o'clock games upcoming. You got the uh, Toronto Blue Jays going to Boston to play the Red Sox. St. Louis Cardinals are out in Oakland to play the Athletics. The Arizona Diamondbacks are down in Atlanta to play the Braves. Cleveland Indians are in Chicago to play the White Sox. The uh, San Francisco Giants are in Colorado to play the Rockies. Kansas City Royals and uh, are up in Minnesota to play the Twins. And the Angels of Anaheim in Houston to play the Astros. Those are all 4 o'clock games this afternoon. A lot of 4 o'clock games this afternoon. Interesting thing happening, uh, you know, well, I've said it the whole show now. We're in that lull period where we're just going to pretty much concentrate on baseball. How about this one from baseball? Which, I, you know, if I had realized it and I, I was just looking things over during that rebroadcast of uh, five minutes at the frat house. Who's the number one team right now in baseball? Who's got the best record? The Pittsburgh Pirates. 49-30 and 30 record, 620 percentage. They're leading the Central right now by a full game over. St. Louis, you know, I was just mentioning earlier about Max uh, Scherzer doing uh, what he's doing with Detroit rather quietly. Where the heck did Pittsburgh come from? Wow, they've done that one rather quietly. Amazing. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Let's take a look at the rest of the league real quick since we have a couple of minutes in the American League. The uh, Boston Red Sox continue to lead there. Now over the Baltimore Orioles, three and a half games in front of uh, the Baltimore Orioles. New York Yankees have dropped back a bit, uh, having gone four and six in their last ten and losing three in a row. They're now five and a half games out of first place and in third place in the AL East. In the Central, uh, Detroit, of course, is leading that one. Two games in front of uh, the Cleveland Indians. And the Texas Rangers have gone Back on top of the Oakland uh, A's again. Texas Rangers are leading that division, the uh, AL West, by a half a game. In the NL East, the Atlanta Braves, five and a half games right now in front of the Washington Nationals. And uh, I just got done mentioning that Pittsburgh is a full game in front of uh, St. Louis. By the way, Pittsburgh has done that going 8-2 and two in their last 10 and winners of seven in a row. Wow. The Arizona Diamondbacks right now in the NL West are two and a half games in front of the San Diego Padres. Yeah, the land of mediocrity down there. As we mentioned on our five minutes at the Frat House show, you've got Arizona with a 42-37 and record. San Diego in second place, just two and a half games out of first with a 40-40 and record. Hmm. All right, so those are our standings in uh, Major League Baseball, as we know them here on June 29th. Got a nice trip coming up tomorrow. 
Sidekick and I are heading up to uh, Cooperstown to uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame. I have not been there before. Looking forward to this. This will be our my first trip there. We're looking forward to that one, as we mentioned also in our five minutes at the Proud House production. Let me get around here real quick. Just remind you all of a couple of things, please. Uh, I would uh, ask you to continue following Jonathan and I on Fan Junkies Radio, our regular Fan Junkies Radio program broadcast right here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, normally at 12 noon. Occasionally, we do need to change that time slot as we did last evening on Friday. But for the most part, you'll find us broadcasting at 12 noon Eastern time on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's our regular Fan Junkies radio production. Check the schedule, though, to make sure, because like I said, occasionally we do have to change the time. Perhaps maybe most of the time, if we have to change it, it's to accommodate a guest who might be coming on. Also on Thursday evenings at 8 p.m., please be checking out my good buddy Scott and John up in Beantown as they bring us Sports Blogger Radio. All the best in Boston sports. They certainly have had their plate full the past couple of weeks with everything going on up in Boston, with the uh, Bruins being in the Stanley Cup Finals and then unfortunately ultimately losing, unfortunately for them. But then all the nonsense going on there with the New England Patriots, Aaron Hernandez, Tim Tebow, going to that team. I mean, just uh, they have certainly had their hands full. So I would suspect, barring anything major occurring, they're going to find themselves this week in kind of that low period as well, where they're going to be pretty much talking about the Red Sox at this point. So good for, you know, it's good for them that right now their team, uh, the, the Red Sox there, are leading in the East because, my goodness, they might be sitting there going, geez, we're not quite sure what to talk about. No, they do a great job. These guys know Boston sports like nobody else. And truly, if you're a Boston fan or even if you're not, even if you're just a regular sports fan, you want to be checking out uh, John Leary and Scott Palooney over on Sports Blogger Radio right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network, Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check them out. Great program. Talking great program, you got to check out my folks and my friends over at uh, CLW83.com. Jim Williams and Carl over there putting together some terrific, terrific programs. They've got sports-related programs, but then they have other types of programming as well. And you can get over there. Check out all their podcasts as well. And many thanks to them because they very kindly go and put up all of our Fan Junkies radio productions on their site as well. And we appreciate that. That is great stuff. Thank you guys, Jim and Carl. We appreciate it. Fridhousesports.net. That's our own website. Check that out. But I would ask you as well, please, check us out on Facebook and give us a like there. That is the easiest way to get a hold of us and to get all of our notifications about everything that's going on at the very minute. All right, go over to Facebook, type in Frat House Sports, but make sure you're leaving spaces between it. Because as I pointed out before, there is another faux Frat House Sports Facebook page. You got to leave spaces between ours. And when you find our page, give it a like, and you will get notified about... All of our Fan Junkies radio productions, you'll get notified about all of our Five Minutes at the Pride House productions. And uh, you just get our regular sports-related posts, of which we put up probably a good uh, 10, 12 a day, easily. I just, like I said, I just put a couple up there while the rebroadcast of Five Minutes at the Pride House was playing. 
So get over to the Facebook page, Frat House Sports. And then, of course, our own website, frathouseports.net. All right. I will be coming back to you here again next Saturday for our 26th Frat House Saturday. In the meantime, there's one more thing I'm going to ask you to do on this beautiful last Saturday of June afternoon right here. One more thing I'm going to ask you to do. You know what that is. I'm going to ask you to keep us real, keep us live, and keep us going. I'll catch you next week. Maybe you're a 49ers fan in Jacksonville or a Jets fan in Houston, and you're looking to connect with fellow fans from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Look no further than FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net is a social networking site dedicated to fans of every team and every league. Connect with baseball, football, basketball, and hockey fans from throughout the country and throughout the world. Get the latest news, take polls, and interact in live chats on game day. And best of all, it's absolutely free to join. Sign up today at FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking.